I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you think this show is in any way reflective of the real life experiences of working in a bookstore? Um, I hope not. He just walks around with a book clipboard every day. He does walk around. He has an apron or a sort of little, like, half apron as well. Yeah. What's that about? She's very busy. Murdering. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to I Only Like You. Not to show you, but that's the name of our podcast and movies. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> If this was just like a long con, and it was like, we only like this one show. We've taken you for like three years on this journey. Yeah. We've ended I up I only with... like you, the TV show, yeah. and some movies. Yeah. This is Sine. Hi. She likes me. I'm Lonnie, I like her. <laughs> and this week, we have seen you. Not you, the show. This you. is going to get old very quickly. <laughs> uh, so, what's it about, Sine? So... Season two came out, so we watched season one so we could watch season two, essentially. We'd seen season one was around, and we were like, oh, yeah, not so sure about it. But then so, we're like, oh, it's getting good reviews, so let's give it, a, give it a whirl. Well, someone told me it was like a stalker show, and I was like, for the first two episodes, maybe. But then I don't really think mm. he's... It's more like an insight into an obsessed person's mind. It's a deconstruction of the nice guy character. Mm-hmm. It's more, like, edgy and suspense and he's... In the first season, he's obsessed with this girl and is just in love with her on first Mm -hmm. sight and does Mm -hmm. everything in his power to make sure that they are together. Yeah. So that's what it's about, I guess. It's kind of... It goes into the serial killer sort of... Murder, intrigue, yeah. So I guess it's a bit stalkery, but... But with a peppering of, like, teen drama sometimes. And sometimes a bit soap opera-ish. Yes. yes. Pen Badgley, though. Yep. And I think <laughs> I think that turned a lot of people off, at least people I've spoken to, being like, oh, I didn't, I didn't want to see Dan Humphreys again killing people. <laughs> no, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. His cast is intertextuality. No one could mm-hmm. do that role because you have to have someone that people would trust immediately, that people would like. Mm-hmm. But then there are some people who didn't like Dan Humphreys, especially how Gossip Girl yeah, turned out. Well, so that, that's kind of... We've all removed that from our collective brains, haven't we? Are you a fan of Dan Humphreys, though? I mean, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have a strong attachment either way? I didn't have a strong attachment to anyone in that show. I was just waiting for it to be over. Why do you watch it so much? I don't watch it so much. I watch the whole thing through once, and then I have that in my yeah, back catalogue. You didn't like it, though. Why do you keep watching it? Because I was hoping it would get better, because everyone was talking about how amazing it was. Blair was cool. Was she? Or was it just about the clothes? <laughs> I'm sneaking suspicion it was just about the clothes. <laughs> Alrighty. So, yeah, you weren't, like, 
the Gossip Girl stuff is there, but it's not a huge part, especially the New York season, first season. Is, yes. You can't help but feel about that if you've seen Gossip Girl. I think that's the point. That's just the point. Can we talk about Pem Badger's acting? Can we talk about how when he switches between, like, nice Joe or Will and evil Joe or Will, that his whole entire face changes? Mm. How does he make his eyes do that? He, he boulders them, He just, he? like, his face looks like a totally different person. Mm. Mm-hmm. How? Acting. Acting. <laughs> Checks out, yep. <laughs> did you like Guinevere Beck? I did like her. I'm just going to say, maybe don't have an apartment on the ground floor <laughs> in Manhattan and not put curtains on your windows. Yeah, that was a bit weird. She could have solved some of the problems by not having by having curtains, by not having getting changed right in front of everybody mm. on the streets. Anyway, I like Beck more than I like Love. Hated Love. Mate, why? Tell you why. Because he just picked her to obsess over. Yeah. Did you you like her before or after the reveal? Okay, so I actually loved this twist because I felt like it just leaned into it and Mm -hmm. it jumped the shark in the best possible way. And I actually really like that it contrasted it with season one because we mm. were sort of expecting, all right, this is his thing. He's going to go around America now, he's moved cities, he's going to find a new girl every season and then he's going to do the same thing and she'll die. And I actually kind of liked that this whole season we've been really worried about love and we're like, just get away from him, you know. Mm. I liked that the, the whole time she was as messed up as he was, yeah. if not more, because he'd met his match quite I don't know. I just thought that was really an interesting way to go. Well, he got away with it the first season. Yeah. He could have gone and had a, a normal life after that, but mm-hmm. then fate got in the way. Mm-hmm. He had to fall for another girl who had to happen, have, has happened to be just yep. as bad as him. Yeah. I'd like to know if that actress knew the whole time whether mm. that was where we were heading or not because I don't know whether, mm. I don't know. I don't know whether it's just convenient now and we're going to look back and be like, oh, this was this, when it wasn't really, or if there were purposeful things that were sprinkled in because she was like that. So, One sign that she was always bad news was her haircut in the flashback scenes. Oh. Stop giving me bad hair in films and TV. I don't want crappy wigs. I don't want clip-on bangs. I don't want hair extensions. Trim the bangs. She can't see. How's she supposed to see? She's a chef. I don't know. I think that's the thing, though, is, like, he he's obviously a crazy person, but he doesn't almost doesn't pick who he's obsessed with. It just kind of happens. Mm. So I don't know. But something I didn't like about the end of season two, I really hated that the baby was real. Really, really hated it. At this stage, though, we don't know if the baby was real. When she said that, could have happened. Yeah, true. Afterwards. True. Also, it could is not be his. potentially not his. Yeah, but it's a bit convenient. This move to the suburbs, like, really? I don't know. I'm not really. I guess it leaves us in a new place for next season. It does. I just sort of liked the rolling sort of introduction of characters that we never see again, and I don't want love hanging on. Well, unless next season is him trying to get away and she's trying yeah. to keep him, that'll be interesting. Yeah. But he's obsessed she, with a neighbour. Oh, yeah. Whatever, mate. She's not as bad as him, though. She's not. I mean, she's killed a few people, whatever. 
just a couple. Doesn't seem like she's as cunning and has killed multiple people and like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I miss old mate from the bookstore in the first season. He was cool. He was his great. friend. Yeah. Don't really know how he got away from the bookstore and from New York. They didn't go into that. It seemed like they were going to, but then they didn't. No. This season was a bit all over the place for me. I'm quite interested because people were saying, oh, season two was better than season one and it was more edgy and quirky and they went for it. I actually think season one was a stronger mm. series, like, narratively than yeah. this one. Season two was it was more about putting in some cliches about L.A. rather than yeah. trying to tell the story about these guys, I reckon. Mm-hmm. But I still liked it. I saw a comment on Reddit about Candace and her plan mm. when she's, like, took him to the... Had like the cafe and had lunch, and she's like, oh, "I've got this big plan," and he just leaves, and she's like, "Damn, yeah, it's true." My plan was just to talk at you, <laughs> and somehow it didn't work. I don't know what her plan was this whole time. Like, she's like, "No, I'm just trying to keep forty in love safe." Which, by the way, you picked. I didn't pick it the whole season. Well, their names the tennis reference it seems pretty obvious in hindsight, doesn't it? Forty love, and they were twins, so their name was Quinn. Anyway. She's like, oh, no, I'm just here to protect them and everything. But then it's like, no, I'm here to mess with you. But then it's like, I'm not actually going to mess with you. I'm just going to, like, mess with 40 mm. for no reason. I don't know. Well, when she's getting locked in the in the box, ring the police there and then. That's what you need to do. Don't bring love to have a go at her about it. Also, like, back in the in New York when she turns up, have a wire or something if you're going to. Yeah, I know. I really hated that character and I feel like they didn't do anything with her. And she was just the most contrived, stereotypical soap opera character ever. Uh, oh, no, she's back. Doing nothing. It's fine. Yeah, Don't worry about fine. her. You're fine, Joe. <laughs> I found, like, that inconsistency this season especially frustrating. Like, I felt like, I don't know, <clears throat> there were several moments in the first season where they sort of trusted us as the audience to understand what was going on. And I feel like... In season two, there were a lot of moments where it felt really heavy-handed, like, oh, we're doing this. Biggest thing that we spoke about after watching it was that episode with all the L.A. cliches. You had to see your, it's like yeah, a the, bingo the portions, thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, like the you hear the coyotes and he says, oh, there are coyotes, and then runs off screen. You don't need him to say that. We could just hear the sound. And the same with the palm tree. Just pan up to the palm tree. We don't need him to be like, this is a palm tree and it is on fire. This is my last one that I have seen. You know what I mean? Like it just felt really, let us piece it together. We're smart enough to do that. My worst thing with that was that every episode he's in mortal danger and then he's not in danger five minutes later. Yeah. Oh, no, how's he going to get out of this one? Well, it sounded like last episode. Yeah. They've got arrested and having sex. Oh, no, they'll get out straight away. I know he's been captured by the... Dominatrix lady. Oh, she'll let him go. What was that? That was such a weird thing. And then it, like, was nothing. He's killed Andy. Then he gets caught by the cop. Oh, and the cop will just be fine for mm. a minute. Kind of makes you not think he's ever in danger because he's always getting out of danger straight away. I think the Hendy thing was especially glossed over very quickly. That could have been stretched out for a few episodes. Mm. It felt it felt quite episodic this season, really, where everything was kind of raised and resolved in one episode and that was it. One thing I like about um, this character and the way that they've shown him, especially in season one, is that he's not good at this. Mm. Like he he's not he doesn't really have these elaborate plans, even though he thinks he does, because mm. so many things would go wrong 
and it would just be about how he has to deal with this new complication that's gotten in the way of what he wants to do, um, which I kind of liked seeing a bad serial yeah. killer in some ways because I haven't really, I don't know, I thought it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And as well, like he didn't plan when he had sex with her and it was awful with Beck. That wasn't part of his plan. And he's like, oh, shit, now I have to deal with all this. So Mm. I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah, he seemed to get away from trouble a lot easier in season two. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like in season one, it took him a little while to work out what to do with the dead body and the yeah, and yeah. Stuff, yeah. One thing I wanted to address is that I think some people might not like this show because it's not nice to women at all and it sides with him, but that's the point, I think, that the creators are trying to make. Even though... He has done awful things and you've watched him stalk her and you've watched him be predatory and you've seen him kill people. You're still somehow rooting for them to be together, Mm. which makes you question whether you're a very nice person Mm. or it made me question and, like, hang on. But I think that's the benefit of of casting someone like Penn Badgley because you're like, oh, but he's so nice and lovely. (laughs) I think what the show does for that and as well as make it seem like every kill he has to do it's sort of forced on him yeah he's not getting pleasure out of any of the killing no it's just sort of like what the next step is yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not saying that excuses him but that the show sort of puts him in a situation where he's like what was i supposed to do not kill the person yeah and so when he does you're like oh, all right that's fine it's you interesting know? isn't it how they sort of frame it to yeah. us yeah because when you take a step back you're like he's killed like 10 people now yeah. <laughs> up to and including Beck, who was yeah. nowhere needed to be killed. No. The only reason she's in trouble is because she came across him. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, I, that's one thing I'm not so sure about the show is that kind of makes, puts shows situations where it seems like he had no choice. And clearly, you've always got a choice. Mm-hmm. You never have to kill people. Yeah, but I think um, showing that he, when we have his inner monologues and everything, I don't know. I never really feel convinced by him. I'm like, gee, you're sad that you think this is the only way it's going to go. Oh, yeah. It's just, isn't that a little bit dangerous showing a serial killer show, Mm -hmm. which kind of reveals us situations where it seems like killing the person was was okay, was in some way justified. Yeah. Could that be construed in other people doing violence because what was I supposed to do? I guess it's the same premise as Dexter, though. Like, he 
kills people because he feels like he has to because they're bad murderers or whatever when he didn't have to do that. I haven't seen Dexter, so I don't really. Well, that's the premise of the show. Isn't he? He's a serial killer who killed other serial killers, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I mean. So he's still killing somebody, but he feels justified in doing so. Oh, I I meant more in this one. It's like he really likes the girl and then she's got an evil ex-boyfriend, so he gets himself into a situation where he can kill the ex-boyfriend and Mm -hmm. it's sort of justified and he's doing it for her for a good reason. Yeah. I think that is much, that could, is much more common, that sort of feeling that someone can have as opposed to I'm going to be a serial killer who kills other serial killers in a sort of heightened reality show. That's the only thing where I'm a little bit like people might think that Joe is supposed to be the good guy if it's shown that he's Mm -hmm. only doing bad things because life's been tough to him. Yeah. When in reality, that's it's never a good excuse. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see what the show is ultimately trying to say at the end, mm. whether he gets caught or not, whether that jar of pee comes back. Yeah. I think that's the thing that um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things mm. had some video apparently when the first season came out where she was trying to defend him, being like, he's just doing it because of love. He actually loves his, loves Beck and he's trying to help yeah. her sort of thing, kind of like excuses all the bad behaviour. And then she had to release another video when she watched more of the season, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's like, oh, if it's for love, you can kill people. Can that? That's very easily like, well, it's for love, you can stalk someone. Or if it's for love, you can control what they wear and what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just in that realm of the nice guy stuff, it's like trying to take down the nice guy, but also showing us the sort of nice guy way of thinking about the world. Yeah. I like that, though, because it's an insight into people's brains that I don't normally have. So Totally, yeah. And it's not like the show is in no way trying to show that you should kill people, just like the joke is not a how-to manual, you know, like yes, yes. this show is not like that. The only thing is that obviously there are people who like Joe. They <laughs> think he yes. is yeah. the hero and think that it's like couple goals and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's with these people. Well, that's a bit concerning. That's the concern. I really liked um, Ellie in this epi- in this season, sorry. I thought... She was a great actress for that role, mm-hmm. and I totally believed her. Yeah, but I've known people like her who are 100%. old before their time. Mm-hmm. And Delilah was also a great character. I feel like, I don't know, they had a nice mm-hmm. supporting cast as well. Yep. It's that thing, everyone who's good in this world ends up dead or in mm-hmm. a bad way, and everyone mm-hmm. who's bad thrives gets, and gets succeeds. away with it. Gee, I wonder what it's trying to tell us about society. Mm, it's true. <laughs> I just also wanted to mention how the show uses um, his inner monologues mm-hmm. and how it incorporates them. And I actually think it's really clever how they do it because they're clearly timing it on set to wait that he's done the amount of time. Must be, yeah. He's sort of reacting to each beat as he's thinking it mm. and then putting a different face on and saying... It, it sort of reminds me of how Fleabag utilises it when she just glances at the camera and she's like, you know what that little aside is, and then mm. she's back into the story. Mm-hmm. This is the same sort of thing. He sort of looks away, has real emotions on his fla- face and everything and thinking about something, and then he turns back to the situation he's currently in. Okay. I just think it's really interesting. Mm. And the way that he is able to act through his voice in those inner monologues, the line readings are really interesting. Like the, his choices are really intelligent, they, I think. They missed the trick by not having another voiceover. It was so cool and Beck's voiceover mm. came in that really that turned his mind on its head in a good way, I it thought. It really did, yeah. And then they forgot about it and then mm-hmm. didn't do it again. 
I mean, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But it was really cool when we saw her reacting to, to him. Yeah. I just reminded me of 40 in that ridiculous episode. I loved the countdown for Delilah, right? I loved that premise. Mm. But sometimes ridiculous things happen in this show that have no basis in reality. So he hired people to kidnap them, to lock him in a hotel room, to write a script, but it took two hours anyway. Like, I don't know, I just... I guess they were just editing the script, but it didn't make much sense. Although I could see how Forty could do that. Yeah. That that seemed <laughs> it did seem believable that yeah. that could be like a if you're really rich and you've read like a how to manual, it's like lock yourself in a hotel room until the script is, is yes, made. Yeah. And he was very much like performatively doing he everything. He was, yeah. So that it was annoying and uh, annoyed me when it happened, but I could see how it yeah, makes yeah. sense to him. I was conflicted with Forty all the way through. Hated him, kind of liked him. Me too. Hated him again. Yeah. Felt sorry for him. He was the only one who had a moral backbone by the end of it. Yeah. Ended up dead. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Went to see Dr. Nicky. Wouldn't even help him. Dr. Nicky. <laughs> right. I was really unsure about that choice in season one to actually make her sleep with him. Mm. I, I thought that was going to be... But then John Stamos, who's going to say no? Well, you, you know. know. I just, yeah, I thought that would have been interesting if it was sort of um, showing how Joe jumped to conclusions in his train of thought and was like, oh, she's definitely Mm. sleeping with him. And I was Mm. like, well, no, she's not. But, yeah, she was. And I guess it made Mm. sense because he was pinning the crime on him in the end and the fact that they had a sexual relationship was more motivation and made him a more believable Mm. um, suspect. But I don't know. I feel like it had the show's had a few opportunities where you're like, oh, this is going to be awesome, and then it's like, oh, okay, bugger, that didn't work out. Mm. Like with Candace, bringing her back. Anyway. Mm. So what are you rating it? I don't know, four stars. What about you? Um, I'd give three and a half to the first season and probably three to the second. I'll watch next season, but it did. this season dipped a little too much into that really overdramatic soap opera sort of stuff for me. And I'm not really interested in that. I really liked the, mm. the episodes in the first season that were really slick and edgy and felt mm-hmm. really suspenseful and dark. So, yeah, I hope the next season is something a little bit different. Yeah. Be cool to see him maybe try to atone or try mm. to get away from her and then he's got a... Yeah. He's, he's met his match sort of situation. Yeah. What about her parents, you know? Oh, bad news, both of them. I, did you pick that, that she killed the au pair? I worked it out, like, just before it happened. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, 40 didn't do this. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, when he revealed that he did it in the hotel, I was like, mm. oh, okay, that makes sense then. But, yeah, I didn't pick that one. I don't know why. Yeah, it wasn't so much that he had a relationship with an older woman and he was a kid and been abused. It was more that he thought he'd killed her, that it yes. screwed up his life. Yeah. And so <laughs> love had made him think that. What a bish. I know. It made sense, though, because she felt like if he went into addiction after that, believing that he had done the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest she's thing. She's helping him through it. Like That's the biggest thing in season two, right? Yeah. She had so many issues, and I don't see what Joe saw in her. Mm. don't know why he was, apart from his stalkering and obsession complex, yeah. whatever. It's like he didn't seem that attractive, as opposed to Beck, who was really much like the perfect woman and mm-hmm. she loved to and, read and they could have discussions about yeah, books and everything yeah books so she, she was a writer yeah she had a strange family life but it was kind of 
you know, wasn't it's impacting fine. on his daily life no. like these people were. So it's kind of like he's putting up with all this bullshit for love. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like the whole season you're like, oh, God, she's got this issue with 40. Just let him go. Let yeah. him go be an addict. Stop. But it's actually she was doing that so that he yeah. would need her because yeah. totally. she didn't want to break them up. Totally. She was there with Delilah, you know. Delilah was great. She was writing an expose. They had good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. He could have been there for Ellie. Well, he still is, isn't he? Well, mm. oh, God. What if Ellie is the one who works it out? That would be amazing. That would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. We'll see. All right. We liked you. The listener. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.